Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... How Death Met Andrew's Overly Aggressive Party Members, Episode 2. Make sure you listen to Part 1 first, link in the description below. Here's a brief recap. Death comes for Andrew's soul. Andrew makes a deal with the devil, or rather, death and proposes a game of D&D. Fortune smiles on Death as he gets really great rolls, dealing D20 after D20. Death has a blast, and now it's time for him to meet Andrew's party. Matt pushed open the kitchen door to Andrew's house without knocking and letting himself in. He smiled to himself as he looked at the kitchen table. Andrew's dungeon master shield stood proudly at the head of the table. Each character sheet was laid out in front of the empty chairs. A purple velvet bag that once bore a golden crown label sat in the center of the table full of dice. He had missed this. Andrew, where are you? In the basement. I'll be up in a second. Andrew hollered back. Matt got a beer out of the fridge and sat down in his usual spot. He picked up his character sheet. Rhaegar the Barbarian. We meet again, old friend. He said to the crudely drawn rendering of his character. Matt had never been very good at math, but as he looked around the table, he realized there was an extra character sheet. He glanced over and read the name scratched into the paper. Who the hell is Dante? Matt shouted over his shoulder. Andrew stepped out of the basement, carrying an old cardboard box, breathing heavily. He's our new member. He's pretty fresh to the game, but he's a fast learner and a tenacious player. I think you'll like him. What's with the box? I have been busy, Andrew said, setting the box on the table and removing carefully crafted terrain pieces. No more regular grid sheet for us, he said, grinning over his work. You made these? Matt asked, picking up a small forest diorama. Like I said, I've been busy. Matt looked at his friend closely. I take it you're feeling better? Much better. Don't worry about me. You just worry about having a good time and cleaving goblins with that sword of yours, Andrew said, patting Matt on the shoulder. Andrew had finished emptying the box when Angela pushed open the door. Her ridiculous purple cape, which had silver stars embroidered on it, fluttered behind her. The cape rides again, I see, Matt said playfully. Damn right it does. Buckle up for magic. It's gonna get weird tonight, Angela said, plopping down in her chair. The first thing she did was read over a character sheet lovingly, just as Matt had done. Oh, Tiana, we are gonna burn so many things. She paused and whispered, so many. There was a quiet knock on the door that turned all of their heads. I take it that's the new guy? He'd be the only one that would knock, Matt said and moved Anne to the door. What new guy? Angela asked. Andrew had been so wrapped up in his terrain pieces that he forgot and tried to beat Matt to the door, but was a second too late. Whoa, man, calm down. I can answer a door. Yeah, it's just that... Andrew began as Matt swung open the door. Standing in the doorway was a young man in his mid-twenties, a green-pointed hat bearing a stark white feather topped his head. He was wearing a tan leather jerkin, matching leather pants, and tall riding boots. Strapped to his back was a large white harp. Uh, Matt said quietly. Hello, may I come in? He asked. Of course, sorry, I just... Matt shook his head. Come in. Matt stepped out of the way and extended his hand. I'm Matt, Andrew's best friend. Pleasure to meet you. Dante took his hand in his, giving it a firm shake. Dante, July 3rd, 2081. Bad heart, Dante replied. Excuse me? Andrew stepped in between the two and guided Dante away. Do you mind explaining this? Andrew asked in a harsh tone. Explain what? Is this what a bard would wear? 
Not the clothing, the body, did you? Explain what? Is this what a bard would wear? Not the clothing, the body, did you? Andrew searched for the words. Take someone's body, or is this an illusion? Which is the right answer? Dante asked. I don't know if there is one, Andrew said into his palms, then took a deep <sighs> breath. Everyone, this is Dante. He's our new group member, and he's very into playing his character. This is bullcrap, Angela nearly shouted. When I wanted to dress as my character, you all made fun of me and told me I could only wear the cape. But the new guy comes in looking badass and you're okay with it? She fumed. You know what? You're right. Next time you come full Tiana. You won't make fun of me? Not a single word. Angela's face lit up in a bright smile. Little did they know that she already had her entire costume purchased and ready to go. They were going to be so jealous. Everyone take your seats, grab your dice, it's time to get started. Rhaegar stood on a low hill, overlooking the Kness Plains. His heavy fur cape barely moved in the stiff breeze that swept across the plain. The breeze carried the stench of smoke, carrion, and the most foul odor of all, goblin. He would never forget the stink of goblin. His horde had been at war with the goblin tribes for as long as anyone could remember. A boy did not become a man until he had killed a goblin in combat. Rhaegar had accomplished that feat when he was five years old. He hefted the blade of his father's father and took a determined stride forward. What is the name of your sword? Dante asked. Its name is Goblin Funeral, Rhaegar said, admiring the blade that was nearly as tall as himself. It roughly translates to Goblin Funeral. Roughly, Tiana snickered. Rhaegar ignored her. This blade has claimed the lives of a thousand of goblins. It has been passed down from father to son for generations, so that its thirst for goblin blood may one day be quenched. A series of horns blasted across the field, turning their heads. If you two are done talking about your swords, they're coming. Tiana pointed to the tide of green bodies sweeping across the plains. Play me something, Rhaegar paused. Brutal. Dante pulled the harp from his back and tuned it an octave lower. His fingers strummed over the strings, playing a heavy chord. The magically enhanced harp had perfect pitch, regardless of how much Dante tweaked it. Perfect, Rhaegar said as he continued forward toward the surging army. Dante moved to follow him, but Tiana held a hand out. He has to do this alone, she said solemnly. His vengeance pact won't allow for any help in reclaiming the lost honor of his horde. If we help him, it'll have been for nothing. Dante nodded slowly and plucked at the harp's strings. Rhaegar unbuckled the bearskin cloak, letting it fall to the ground behind him. Then he roared out a challenge. The goblins screamed back in response. Matt reached over the table and picked up Rhaegar. I'm going to charge directly into the goblin army. He moved Rhaegar forward to stand in the path of the goblin figures. You're going to die and make us go in after your dumb body so we can get you resurrected. Just let us help you, Angela said, crossing her arms over her chest. The vengeance pact, Matt started. Stupid, Angela interrupted. Matt scowled. Fine, if things start going really badly, you can help. We'll just say that you're now part of my barbarian horde. Will that be fine, Andrew? This is your story. Do whatever you want, Andrew said with a shrug. Like I was saying, I charged directly into the goblin army, Matt grinned. The goblins crashed against Rhaegar like a wave slamming into a rock. He did not give them an inch. Rhaegar swept his blade in wide arcs like he was clearing wheat. Green limbs and blood sprayed in every direction. With every swing, he stepped forward, cleaving more goblins. He cut through his mortal enemy with little resistance. They threw themselves at him without concern for themselves or their kin. The lust of battle had consumed them all. There was no leaving this battlefield alive if either party still stood. 
His heart thundered in his ears, drowning out the cries of pain that his blade cut out of the goblins. He could still clearly hear the music Dante was playing as it drifted across the battlefield. Rhaegar became a whirlwind of death, cutting directly to the heart of the army, where he knew he would be. Tiana and Dante watched from a distance. From their vantage point, they watched the goblin army swarm Rhaegar, cutting off any escape. He's in it now, Tiana said quietly. I have faith in our companion, Dante said. Sweat, blood, and gore dripped off of Rhaegar. The muscles in his arms burned from swinging the heavy blade. He brought the blade down in a heavy chop, splitting a goblin in half. As that one goblin became two, Rhaegar realized that the path was clear in front of him. The goblins had fallen back, creating a large circle. Fool! A voice thundered from the other side of the makeshift arena. Garog! Rhaegar growled. Garog pushed forward through the goblins. He stood nearly ten feet tall, roughly three times as tall as a regular goblin. Rumor was that he had blood of the giants coursing through his green veins. That's King Garog to you, barbarian, Garog bellowed. You will either learn to kneel or die like the rest of your family did. Garog barked a laugh. Rhaegar screamed a guttural primal war cry and shot forward. Goblin funeral held high. He unleashed a flurry of attacks that were blindingly fast. Garog barely brought his large bone club up in time to block the onslaught. Such fury from such a small man, Garog laughed and punched Rhaegar squarely in the face, sending him flying backwards into the ground. The goblins at the edge of the arena surged forward. Garog held his hand up, keeping them at bay. He's mine. None of you pathetic wretches deserve this kill. Can we help now? Angela cut in behind Andrew. You'll need to roll to see if you can see what's going on, Andrew said. Yeah, no metagaming, Angela, Matt said as he subtracted three hit points. Angela tossed her purple d20 across the table. Three. Sorry, Angela. All you can see is the goblin horde. You can't pick out Rhaegar in the mess. Idiot! I told you this was going to happen. Dante looked back and forth between Angela and Matt. Death comes for us all, Angela. Matt is brave for accepting his fate. Andrew cleared his throat. Oh, what are you going to do, Matt? Rhaegar pushed himself out of the mud, thick with goblin blood. You killed my family, my friends. You took everything from me. I am going to eat your heart after I carve it out with my father's sword. Garog is momentarily stunned by Rhaegar's ferocity. I strike now! Matt slammed his dice onto the table. Rhaegar's leather-wrapped feet kicked up clumps of mud as he sprinted forward. He thrust his sword deep into Garog's stomach. The tip pierced through his back, spraying green blood onto the goblin onlookers. Rhaegar pulled the blade out, then swung diagonally upward, slicing Garog open from hip to shoulder. Brown intestines spilled out onto the ground like loose rope. Garog bellowed in pain and swung his club. The yellow-stained bone whistled past Rhaegar's face as he sidestepped the devastating swing. The ground shook from the resounding impact of the club. With a wide grin, Rhaegar raised his blade and chopped through Garog's wrist. Garog screamed in pain and stumbled away from Rhaegar, leaving behind his hand, still clutching the club. Rhaegar was relentless in his pursuit. His sword was a blur as it cleaved chunks out of Garog. He stumbled and fell to a knee. He raised his arms in a vain attempt to shield himself from the blows. I want his head, Matt said coldly and rolled. You swing your sword one final time. The blade cuts through Garog's arms and completely through his neck. His head rolls off of his shoulders into the mud. The goblins wail in fear and begin to flee in every direction, Andrew said triumphantly. Rhaegar lifted Garog's head from the mud and held it high for the world to see. I put the head in my bag of holding. I'll get it mounted later. Now can I burn things? Angela asked eagerly. Be my guest, 
Andrew said. Finally! Tiana stepped forward. She swept her arms wide, summoning a curtain of fire. It raced toward the goblins, fleeing in her direction. Their screams were cut off as the wall of fire washed over them. She cackled as she threw fireballs in every direction. Goblins engulfed in flames ran around wildly, trying to put the fire out. Great job, Matt! You finally completed your vengeance pact! Your ancestors rest easy now, knowing that you have slain Garog. Congratulations! Matt beamed with pride and took a drink of beer. Andrew looked at the clock on the wall. It's pretty late and I think this is a pretty good stopping point for now. Sorry you two didn't get to do much this session. Next week it'll be all about you, Angela. Better be! I barely got to kill anything! She said playfully. Her tone became more serious. Thanks for doing this again. We really missed it. I haven't seen Matt this happy in a long time. She hugged Andrew tightly, then gathered her things. Matt was humming to himself as he picked up his dice. Happy with yourself? Andrew asked. I've been waiting to kill him for three years. Hell yeah, I'm happy with myself. Great session, Andrew. See you next week. Matt said as he walked out the kitchen door. Death simply watched Andrew for a long moment, then nodded. A wave of shadows washed over him, carrying him away to wherever he went when he wasn't in Andrew's kitchen. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time!